You're listening to the Niagara Podcasters Network. How about we just say Sego in our respective languages? Okay. Or hello in our respective languages. How about we use the correct language and say Sego? And then you guys say whatever. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. How about we do that? Sigili Swagwig. Sego, Sego, Gwego. Ani, Anishna. Sego. Sweet. Sweet. <laughs> You're listening to a lot of hellos on One Dish, One Mic on the Dagger Podcast Network. We're here with special guest Megan General, who is knowledgeable in Mohawk. I would say that I'm, I'm proficient in Mohawk. Proficient in Mohawk? Okay. Yeah. I know I call everybody fluent because it's like everybody speaks way more language than me. So, and the, But then speakers get kind of upset because being fluent is a really special benchmark of, of language, right? Yeah. it's Well, there's like, there, I guess there's like, we have different classifications of what we think is fluent. And a lot of the times people think that like, if you're conversational, you're fluent. And sometimes you're like, no, no, no. Like fluent's kind of like the cream of the crop. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know a lot of language. You're able to use a variety of different words. Kind of like, in, you know, like if you're, I guess, like, not maybe not fluent in English, but if you're really well versed in English, you're able to use a bunch of different words to, you know, you know, you were going to say, like, I'm not too sure, like happiness, like happy, elated, joyful, glee, like, like all of these different, like, words to encompass one concept like in mohawk you're able to do the kind of like a similar thing you're able to draw from a variety of words depending on your situation okay cool So that's kind of i guess like why like a lot of a lot of speakers will say i'm i'm not fluent because there's it's kind of like you're hitting the tip of the iceberg there's just so much more to the language In the heart of the One Dish with One Spoon Treaty Territory, Niagara's Sean Vanderclis and Carl Dockstader dish on any and all issues from a First Nations perspective. From pipeline politics to poverty to Pan-Indianism and more, Sean shares his concrete curve leg take and Carl gives an urban Oneida angle. You are listening to One Dish, One Mike on the Niagara Podcasters Network. You're you're so, pretty good though, right? Like you're, and as far as I know, you're actually kind of famous. I was uh, browsing, I was browsing YouTube the other day, and I came across Mohawk rap battles. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh and my god! Oh, 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 you were in there, right? <laughs> Can you do some Mohawk rap right now? Is that? I that was, <laughs> not to put you on the spot. I could, I could sing a song for you, but I need like a cup, like a, a cup, not, like a, a cup. Oh, yeah, okay. Like a like a like not a coffee cup, like a. Yeah, like a so, coffee mug, like, a, like an empty coffee mug with that. No, like um, like a, tim- like a plastic cup. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see if we can make that happen. All right. But um, what just so you know, we're putting the rap battles in the oh notes <laughs> and linking them to the show. Yeah, it's on average yeah. we hit sixteen hundred well, people. Actually, that would not sh- that. So you just got a whole lot more famous. <laughs> our cousins together. Our yeah, cousins together. All of our cousins. <laughs> Come on, you YouTube contract, make it happen. Let me see if it will. I don't know if it will. Oh, it will. Oh, boy. We we have props for people that can't see us. Oh. Okay. okay. Oh. Pitch perfect. Mohawk nice. style. Okay. Well, let me give you the backstory of this Mohawk battle first. So, basically, I had been asked to come on board with a um, Zoe Hopkins, who is a really awesome director and writer. And she's done am- amazing movies in, in Ganyat Geha. And so she had asked me to come on board to help make some educational movies in, in the language to help kind of 
describe and explain like difficult concepts. So the concept there was that the word for I want is there's we have two. There's igehre and dewagadohunjoni. And igehre is kind of like the want for an action to happen. So in the in that rap battle I said igehre ahi gwenyone Tom Hardy. I want to kiss Tom Hardy. And then like and then like and then hers was kind of like um dewagadohunjoni ne se wahiwane or like dewagadohunjoni ne like uh like I need an apple or I need money kind of like those like or I want an apple or I want money and it was just kind of explaining the difference between the two so we kind of had been throwing around this idea of like a rap battle and how to do it so we had been looking up like we had to listen to different beats and figure out how we could write down like <laughs> mohawk to fit into it it was so it was it was pretty funny but sometimes I look back at that and I'm wearing I'm wearing like shiny pink spandex pants. <laughs> so I'm, so we're include a I'm kind of like, yeah, oh my exactly. gosh, oh my god. <laughs> so we have found the art for no, this episode. No, 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 no. <laughs> Waist down. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I can sing a song for you guys. I'm using this little Tupperware. We'll see how it goes. That's, I think we peaked. That might be the peak moment on Monday. I, know, I, know, right? I don't even know how to follow that up. Yeah, so what do we say now? Thanks for listening, guys. It's right. been a pleasure. Right, we, we jumped, we're good. We, we're good. Yeah, we that's jumped that. the shark. Yeah. We jumped the shark. <laughs> so, so growing up, were you raised in a Mohawk-speaking environment? No. No. No, not whatsoever. I think the minimum amount of language I had gotten was from school, and it was Kuga. Okay. So it was like by the time, but it's interesting because like the way that I feel like language works in schools, it's like you get like fifteen minutes, you get fifteen minutes of Mohawk, or you get like twenty minutes of Mohawk, and that's like not enough to like actually have a person remember everything. (laughs) Like it also depends on like what you're teaching from year to year. So I felt like leaving grade eight, the only thing I could say was like Soas and the ghosts, and I can't remember what else like. Okay. I, I couldn't even say my name. I couldn't say like, oh, say I can say it now because I've picked up some Kuga along the way. But at the time, like I'm, I knew just pretty much animals and days of the week and colors. That was it. Our cat's named a ghost. Oh, really? There. Yeah. yeah, we <laughs> named our cat. Awesome. Cat. <laughs> I know. I, we actually had a turtle and we named it Atnawara. We named it Turtle. Oh, yeah. Why not? Yeah. So Anida has a Kuga named cat. No, no. Uh, a lot of the words are similar, like the yeah. ghosts and, and like for us, turtle is at Well, like, well, like for the for Haudenosaunee languages, they're all really, really super similar. Yeah. Like, I, it's once you understand one, you can pretty much understand the majority of them because okay. they have really similar sounds. Like, um, I'm trying to think of a really good one right now. Well, like the ghost is one of them because it goes through like all of them, like a Kuga Mohawk on a Daga. Yeah, it's pretty similar. Yeah. 
it's pretty similar in that aspect. And there's some that are like completely different. Like I know for like Mohawk, you, the way you say chicken is git git, and the way you say it in um, the way you say it in Cuga, I think it is, it's duck saitos. Okay. So okay. it's like that's completely different than. So now, would you say it's two, five separate languages, or just six? Sorry, six. six separate languages, or just various we dialects. Call them... It, I bear, I'd say various dialects, but like we call, refer to them as sister languages because okay. they're so closely related, but they're they're like they carry their differences. But okay. like they're understand, you can understand another like. I'm trying to think of a way to describe it, but you a Mohawk my, speaker could understand an Onondaga or an Onondaga Onoid, an speaker really well. Yeah, my wife speaks French, and. Um, she can understand Italian. She can understand Portuguese. She can understand four or five different languages inside of that. And she can't all speak them all, but she can understand the conversations because she speaks French. And I, that was explained to me the same way. It's, yeah, it's hard to be like totally fluent in all of them. She doesn't think in those languages, yeah. but, she can, but she can move in and out. Of listening conversation, of conversations yeah. yeah yeah that's yeah that's a pretty that's essentially what it's like okay. for so, our listeners by the way that's that's mitch baird who he's here for the mascots episode but he's, just, <laughs> he's just hanging out so we figured give him a mic let's hear what he has to say that so is not the voice of god <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. no that wasn't trevor either yeah, yeah, no, that's right. <laughs> i didn't come in out of place i guess but the but uh, she, i i heard i understood thinking in the language is the is the big switch over to fluency that is um, an incredible switch over to fluency because a lot of the time something that you can describe in English doesn't translate the same way in Mohawk. For example, I guess like sadness, like we'll get Actually doesn't mean I'm sad. It just means like my mind is kind of like bad or my mind isn't like in a good place kind of type thing. So it's it totally warps your you're thinking as well because you're having to it's interesting that we're talking about this because i've been studying warfianism after i watched the movie arrival i love that movie that's a great movie if you haven't seen arrival watch it i cried at the end (laughs) just to give you a heads up they actually i'm gonna jump in from a part of that movie that i quote a lot which is that um when you start using a different language you start thinking in a different in a different way yeah Yeah. and especially with our languages too like our languages aren't as cut and dry as english so like in anishinaabe you're painting a picture when you speak you're not um you're not telling a story you are literally watching the brush hit the canvas when the words come out of your mouth so would it be similar very similar well our languages are like i'm not too sure if it's the same way for anishinaabe but i know it's the same way for ganyakeha like it's um what our languages are is they're polysynthetic, which means that they're different pieces of the language that come together. And, and it does exactly that. It kind of creates a picture yeah. because you have everything in one, you're basically saying one sentence, yeah. in like a sentence in a full, like in word. one word. Yeah. So, so your ability to, to describe things becomes so much more rich, which is kind of like, there's a quote that I love from Arrival. And I'm like, this is to me, this is kind of like the... It, it's it's so true um there's a part where the, the guy's looking through her book and he says to her he's like um it says that languages are the cornerstone of our civilizations and i'm like that's incredibly true because when you think about it like our languages like our our everything is in the language like our ceremonies our songs our speeches our stories and when you start thinking about things in that type of way and applying it to those things it uh like those 
the like I guess applying the words in that context it creates more meaning and also there's stuff that loses meaning once it's translated because it's there's it's almost like you, it loses its flavor a little bit yep. it's like you like you know when you have like a really good cook meal and it's like <laughs> you like somebody made it just like this like nobody makes it the way mom does kind yeah. of type thing well you cook it and you throw it in the microwave after it just never tasted as good yes exactly yeah. so that's kind of the the thing like that happens is like there's this there's this saturation of yeah. um of of knowledge that's transmitted through our stories and through our speeches and you just don't get that same effect when it's in English. Right. Yeah, like some some things don't translate uh, literally at all, uh, which is tough because I know that for decades people have been approaching language speakers and going, you know, here's my ready-made speech. Can you translate it verbatim? And speakers are like basically like no. Yeah. Uh, because it just can't be done. They, I think you had an example about the cow, right? Like the word for cow. Oh no, that was um that was actually Kevin when that talk oh, at the NRC, okay. but he was talking about Jinhuskorno, which is like our word for cow. But he said that um he said once you like like approaching it from a language point of view, he said we must have been a really observant people because everything that we've named is either talking about its purpose or describing what it looks like. So for a cow, it's called it chews. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like pretty much like what what they do. You have like look at the what exactly does what's like the kind of like the key um, something recognizable about this object or about this this thing that we can. No, that that makes sense. Describe. I mean, I, I'm I'm trying to look into uh, I'm trying to be a naturalist, right? I don't think that's a secret. Uh, but I'm also trying to learn some of the Oneida words for for animals, right, and birds and plants and yeah. different things. And so I saw an American goldfinch by my house. So I looked it up, and it's uh, Ojinkwal Ojitan, which is literally yellow bird. Yeah, was, was the translation for it. So, but that's a very good way of describing yeah. this yellow bird. It's just so yellow bird. <laughs> it makes the, sense. What's the Mohawk word for cousin? Because I, I, I was talking to Tom Porter one time and, and um, he was describing the word cousin and it he's, he translated it back to English as the uh, a person you sleep with. And I'm like, oh, okay. That's, 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 <laughs> whoa, whoa. Like, whoa. And this has been another episode of Indigenous Affairs. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, and I was, it was, it was myself and John Hanoff, you know, John Hanoff and, and me were sitting there talking to Tom and, and he, and he goes, it's the person, people, the person you sleep with. And I'm like, okay, well, that's kind of a weird. And he's like, well, you got to think of the longhouse, right? The longhouse oh, is, right? The longhouse is a big extended family and you would sleep in the same house as all of your cousins and all of your extended family. Okay. So, so a cousin is not necessarily a person you're related to by birth or, you know, your, your uncle's kids. It's, it's the, everybody stays in the longhouse and those are your cousins. So it's, it, he, John was translating cause he's just, he just, just learning the language and he translated it to cousin but the literal translation is the people you the people you sleep with, okay. and that 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 was a good example of that. And I didn't know the exact word, but I'm it was like, I was like, oh, yeah, okay, no, no, okay, I can see it now. And right. that's like it's an interesting thing too, because like that happens. One of one of the examples that I loved was one that Kevin White used when we were um, when we were at the and doing the talk at the NRNC. And one of the things was he was looking at the story of the like he was looking at the creation story. 
and he was kind of like, why is there why is there dragons in this story? He, I think he was asking a speaker about it because they talk about, oh, there's this like there's this fire dragon or the white dragon or something like that. When in our creation story, he's like, we didn't have anything like that. So why why would it be there? And then they had been talking about a little bit more about um, kind of like what that that being was in the story and equating it to a comet. And then some, I guess, like the speaker he was talking to was like, well, Gehasernine means he, like it's like dragging a light. Mm. And then he was like a dra- dragging, dragon, <laughs> dragging. So he's like, there's something that was lost in, probably lost in translation. They might have been like, oh, it's. Oh, it's a dragon, and okay. then oh, well, yeah. Oh, he said dragon. It means a dragon, but he's like, no, it's it mean, the dragging light. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> so there's little things like that that pop up where somebody probably didn't hear the English translation properly, or it was something really hard to describe, like something hard to describe in English, or maybe not in English, but in the language. And I guess like somebody's just mishearing. <laughs> mishearing what so, it was. so to clarify sky woman did not land on the back of a dragon did not land on okay. back. she's no, not the she... mother of dragons this is game of <laughs> <Okay>. thrones <laughs> sky woman is daenerys what? 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 wow <laughs> we are descendants of daenerys targaryen oh my We're spoilers. All... <laughs> we uh I, I was talking to our community member and friend gary parker and we were we try to we try to talk about language and compare things right but he's a he's a fluent seneca speaker for for anybody who doesn't know so uh but we're we're doing some work uh bringing trying to bring some social songs to the the fort erie native friendship center and he was actually getting a little frustrated because he asked me what what's the oneida word for for alligator dance right so i looked it up and and it's uh teganun dun neha um and but he's like what does it mean and i'm like it means alligator dance but he's like no like like what does it mean because he's trying to translate it and just saying that that alligator dance literally it doesn't give him anything to to work with yeah. right so if i had a stronger grasp of what it actually meant right and then but to give context the way that he explained it is that the seneca word again is actually like like almost like a lizard like being like that, a and, but that's actually exactly what it is it's like it's like a lizard like yeah like it pretty much exactly how you said it. It would be the, well. The word that we use for alligator can also be used for dinosaur. Can also be used for like, okay. <laughs> like yeah. any other gigantic lizard, yeah. <laughs> essentially. So, but like that whole Neha part of it, kind of we were talking about it in that issue, the episode with Joe. Oh, like Sean like Moen. Ne- yeah, we're like Sean Neha. Megan Neha. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, we kind of like. Oh, it's just like there was. Was I? Was I there? Yes, you were. Yeah, you were there. Okay. Yeah, you were yeah. speaking, Sean Moen. Oh, okay. <laughs> I feel You're like I do fluent. that all the time. You're fluent. <laughs> you were fluent in Sean Moen. <laughs> but yeah, like that's essentially like kind of like it's that would be that would be what that one is, is it's like the it almost come sometimes it always come you know, comes off as like like it'd be like alligator way or alligator alligator style or something oh, like that. Alligator style. That's what I've heard alligator, of like, really like alligator talk or something like that. It's usually like like when you throw Neha on there, it's usually kind of it's usually in reference to the language, but it's also kind of more. Like a little bit more encompassing than that. See, there's another abstract concept trying mm-hmm. to like kind of like trying to describe it. Because it's like talk, it's like maybe mannerisms or like something that somebody does. Yeah. Like that it's kind of distinctly them. Yeah. Yeah, that's I mean, that's a good that's a good way to put it. So and again, I guess that's why some things get lost in the literal translation, because I've heard like probably Ungwehongwe Neha and Otsluni Geha 
again, you could take that to mean the Ungwehongwe uh, Neha is the language of the original people and Otsluni Geha is the, the language of, of the settler people. But actually, both those words are, are loaded with a lot more meaning than, than just simply, you know, the language that they speak. It's the way that they are and the things that they do. And, and there's so much more when it comes to when it comes to language. Exactly. So there was, um, I wanted to ask you another technical question because um, Jeff Doreen came down to Fort Erie to teach some Oneida, uh, oh. though he's a fluent. Uh, well, okay. <laughs> he's very knowledgeable in Mohawk. <laughs> so, uh, and he understands a lot of words, but, but the example that he gave us was that um, I think the people, the people of the Hills, uh, the Onondaga people are the Onunda, uh, Geha, but the word for milk is onut, and so you could very easily, uh, which is also another way of saying breast. So you could very easily accidentally call the people of the hills the people of the breast, and it was just one of those sort of subtle language areas where, again, just like a little tiny part of one syllable of one word can can actually be deeply offensive, and and so it's the power of language to be both a source of good and a source of danger. <laughs> So, well, I and think a source like, of milk. Like that's <laughs> a source of milk. Source of calcium. <laughs> well, like it, I think it's like that for like. It, well, I I remember in one of some of the questions that you guys had um kind of like primed me with before I came in here. One of them was talking. We about, never did that. You never did that. <laughs> that didn't you happen. Never did that. No, sorry. I was nervous. Was I'm no sorry. Record. I will fully admit that I was kind of a little bit. Um, there is coming in here. <laughs> I've never done something like this before. So I wanted to prep. But one of the things that had come up in that was like, um, was, oh my gosh, I just totally lost my train of thought. But anyway, but oh, go ahead. Like I'm, um, I'm, I'm about lesson 12 of the Pimsler Anishinaabe Moen series. And um, you learn to say um, a little, just a little. Right, and it's it's bungi etigo is just a little in Anishinaabe Moan, but bungi is 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 woman parts. Oh my god! Oh, slang, right? <laughs> so again, it's if you say bungi, that's in bungi, you could be in trouble, right? So yeah. you got it's it, it, but the again the translation is like a women are little yeah <laughs> okay, yeah. That, but that's how that translates out right well that's so, kind of like and you and i'm, I'm like okay so i gotta really you gotta really watch <laughs> if you're talking to a speaker yeah and you say you know and they ask uh-huh. you do, do you speak much on a mo and you say bungietigo bungietigo you, you <laughs> k versus the g just that little bit you're and he might look at you a little funny after you say it right? yeah so you gotta really watch yourself yeah. right and that's how close it is and that i mean it could be a totally different thing. Yeah. Okay. I remember what it was. Um, <laughs> was and like, it came back like, to me. What, what happened? What, how did I forget this? But it's kind of like that in, um, I guess, like one of the things was that, like, making mistakes. And a lot of a lot of a lot of speakers are actually like very sympathetic to that, and they'll they'll correct you with it. So it's like not a big deal. If, to me, I'm like it's it's not a big deal if you do make that mistake. Somebody will usually correct you and be like, "You're you're not pronouncing this properly. You need to have throw a glottal in there in order to make it a little bit different, or you need to throw this like say this, articulate this a little bit more, or pronunciate this more a little bit more, and in order to like kind of um, get the word." correct or like say the word correctly um a really good example of that too i guess like well and this is more of like a dialect difference and it's along the same lines yeah. but the word ojisqua in six nations dialect means 
like porridge or like a oatmeal. But in in Kanawage, and I think I'm not too sure if Akwasasni uses it too, but Kanawage, Ganesatage area, um, Ojisqua means a lady's part. Right. Oh, so right. it's like yeah. you can't use that word there. You have to use like a different word, like Arawen there. And it's yeah. yeah, it's just like it's fascinating. It's like like yeah. those are little differences. I said those, it by those accident. French Indians do it a little different. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but like you know, Bamapi in Manitouan Island on Anishinaabe dialect is later, which is really slang for later, right? But Gigawaba Minminwa is I will see you again another time in the kind of the proper English version. But but there are like local slangs to different like yep, different yep. you hear Bamapi all the time. Yep as later and but it's it's if you're in the in the minnesota lake district and learning like anishinaabe moan yeah. as a like proper english they'd be like oh that's yeah what <laughs> right you know it's, it's, <laughs> right. who are you <laughs> but it's like you know like a, an english like you know game of thrones english versus like bronx english right it's it's, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like that right i love this how episode. game of thrones keeps like making its way around the table this episode is brought to you by game of thrones yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, everybody watches it. All kidding aside, actually, if you like this show, you might love some other shows in the Niagara Podcasters Network. Hey, this is Trevor from Niagara Podcasters Network. A healthy community has many sources of news and information. Here at NPN, we're creating locally sourced, locally produced news content, and we're excited to tell you about The Regional, our first program on NPN News. The Regional is a weekly news show that's a political potpourri. It's a municipal menagerie. It is a local smorgasbord of interviews, panel discussions, and in-depth analysis. You can find The Regional by looking for it in Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or the podcast app of your choice. Or you can find us on niagarapodcasters.org slash regional. The Regional, Niagara's news magazine, only on Niagara Podcasters Network. We've got to stop taping our best thoughts on the break. Right? Yeah. That was the most amazing thing you ever could have heard. Unfortunately, the mics were off and we were on break, so you'll never know. So this part of the show, Carl and I like to do what's called a traveling thought. So very much like when you're at a powwow, we are going to end with a traveling thought. And the whole concept and idea behind it is to send off our guests with good intentions and well wishes um so for our guests here what we'd like you guys to do is give it to our listeners what is the main point that you want to get across and we're starting with you okay um (laughs) (laughs) well essentially that language is the cornerstone of our culture and if we really want to experience and see the world through the eyes of our ancestors and kind of deepen our understanding of what our purpose here as Ongoi the best thing that we can do is to learn our language. So, Hanyo, Sadari Ganyakeha, Okaroni Ongoi Neha. Awesome. Fantastic. All right, Mr. Baird. Um, for me, even though I I don't know if I'll, I'll definitely, I, I, maybe one day I'll be fluent in Anishinaabe Moan, but I'm just starting with some uh, uh, the Pimsleur course, and then it kind of builds out from there. But um, even learning a little bit, I've noticed that I, when I've talked to a few uh, Anishinaabe Moan speakers, they appreciate the effort, yeah. right? Even though it's probably not that well done, not that well spoken, but at least they at least they're very thankful that you're giving it a shot, right? 
Exactly. Yeah, like even, and it's, it's, I'm sure, far from remotely perfect, but they appreciate the effort, and that's a good feeling too, right? Yeah, and it's like, don't be afraid to make mistakes. I think that's like the one of the biggest things that people, I think like a lot of apprehension comes in for people learning the languages. They don't want to speak to a speaker before they're like, while they're still, I guess, like new into the language, but... No, it, that's that's something that people really appreciate. Like, it's true. Yeah. Like, they really like like seeing that you're trying. And you'll give them a laugh probably along the way. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's always fun. What kind of hell are you guys? I want to say that you need to go to the world. I hope I said that uh, it's a nice day and that I'm glad to be here uh, and that I'm thankful for this day. Um, the for me language is is what i always go back to i almost feel like i was giving the example of social songs earlier and i do i do agree with with carrie parker in that if you don't learn the meaning behind the language if you don't learn the meaning behind the song if you don't understand the meaning behind the teaching then then it's incomplete right and that's something that that i'm striving for even when when I'm giving Thanksgiving in the morning, I'm striving to to complete my mind, to climb that successional ladder towards towards that that higher level. And language is such a key part of that. The worst thing that happened all throughout the colonization process, in my opinion, was when they stripped us of our languages. But I see that as as an opportunity for us to recover that and a renewed interest in ourselves and whether it's a Mohawk rap battle or whether it's a social at the Niagara Regional Native Center. These are the ways that we're going to reclaim our culture and that we're going to build ourselves back up and that ultimately we're going to help the newcomers to this land to to build back their ways and get them away from their consumerism and the other the other troubles that are starting to become more problematic for them. So that's my thought. Ditto. um for me it's it's kind of carl just hit it on the head perfectly language is a cornerstone of our culture um the effects of residential schools removing culture from the child is is been devastating and traumatizing to to our survival as a people um so any effort that you could make to learn the language whether small big whatever the case may be like taking that time to to learn a word and understand what that word means is is vitally important to to our survival as a people whether you're Anishinaabe whether you're Haudenosaunee whether you're Ongoy Homewe whether you're Haida uh, Choctaw it doesn't matter um learning your language speaks to who you are um and that's my traveling thought yeah, decolonize the way you speak before you decolonize the way you think. Or decolonize the way you speak is decolonizing the way you think. That's awesome. That is a fantastic. We need to get that in our show. <laughs> <laughs> Every other Saturday, Megan's here. <laughs> our new co-host. In so uh, this has been One Dish, One Mic on the Niagara Podcasters Network here at the Pop-Up Podcast Studio at Cowork, Niagara, the home of Niagara's independent workforce. Ona. Nagitwa. Kigawaba mean minua. Love you guys. <laughs> Thanks for listening to One Dish, One Mic on the Niagara Podcasters Network. Your hosts are Carl Dockstader and Sean Vanderpliss. Recording is done at the Pop-Up Podcast Studio at Cowork, Niagara home of Niagara's independent workforce. Executive producer is Trevor Twining. Production assistance by Daniel Twining. Show artwork by Mitch Baird. Music by DJ Shub. Used with permission.
if you have show ideas or comments, you can reach us on Twitter at Niagara Podcasts. 